0: Microphone check 1212. Microphone check 1212. What's up, everybody? This is Gregory Lloyd and Coleman on GlassHouseradio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Circle City podcast. I myself am a sophomore journalism major and sports administration minor from Indianapolis, Indiana. And It also has the nickname Circle City. I named this podcast after the Circle City Classic, which is an annual HBCU football game that takes place at Lucas Oil Stadium. It involves the Circle City Classic Parade and the Battle of the Bands between two rival bands who are sure to bring excitement to you. I wanted to use this episode to talk about the effects of COVID-19 on professional sports as a whole, the way they operate the way the players had to change, and ultimately how it affected the quality of play. I also wanted to touch upon the Black Lives Matter movement and how it has empowered athletes to use their voices in many more ways for good. And it has inspired other fans to pay attention to politics more and brings up the discussion of sports and politics integrating with one another. First, I wanted to bring up this fact. Did you know that throughout the entire time that the NBA was in the bubble and the WNBA was in the bubble, zero players tested positive in either league? That's right. Zero. That is a better job being done by commissioners and owners than the entire U.S. government as a whole. Their policies of being in a bubble in Orlando, Florida, allowing no outside visitors unless it was close family and friends for the games only. If player tested positive, they were going to be put in total isolation, testing done every other day and results coming back within the same day. And overall, just strict limitations on social distance, hygiene, and living arrangements. It was an overall outstanding job done on the part of the NBA and the WNBA themselves. I also want to commend Major League Soccer and National Hockey League for having bubble systems in their own right. Major League Soccer being in the ESPN Wide World of Sports and the National Hockey League being in Edmonton and Toronto, Canada. The MLB has had a bubble for playoffs, being in Texas, playing in a baseball field in Texas. And they have done a better job than in the regular season when players were testing positive. Staff members were testing positive, and it was flat out out of control. The NFL has to do better. The NFL has policies for facilities, but many players have tested positive already, including Cam Newton, Stephon Gilmore of the New England Patriots, and many players on the Tennessee Titans. There has to be a better job done in the NFL. I personally don't think there should be any fans within NFL stadiums Because it's a danger, not only to them, but to players and staff members who work at the facilities. The NFL has to do a better job if they want to have a Super Bowl this year. I believe the players in the NBA and WNBA also took self-discipline seriously because they didn't want to let their fellow teammates down, their fellow opponents down, because they could have ruined a great opportunity to have an, an outstanding league. An outstanding season in the bubble. So I want to commend the NBA, the WNBA, Major League Soccer, and the NHL for the job well done that they have had. MLS and NHL had little to no positive tests. I just wanted to touch upon that. And having no fans in arenas and sports and on fields actually has somewhat affected the level of play. It seemed like the players were more focused and were more engaged and played a lot better. It's very interesting to see that, but I'm going to talk about all that and more when we come back. This is Gregory Lloyd and Coleman on GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. This is the Circle City Podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to the Circle City podcast, everybody. I wanted to ask a question. Do you all think fans affect sports and how athletes play? I think they do. Because when we looked in the bubble, especially for the NBA and the WNBA, scoring went up. And the level of play just seemed better. Players were hungrier than ever to get back on the court and show out on the court and show off their skills. In fact, according to talkbasket.net, the the NBA, the 22 teams in Orlando in the bubble averaged over 110 points per game. And their offensive, actually per 100% possessions, my fault. And In terms of the half-court offense, their efficiency increased from 95% to 98.7%. And because the WNBA was being shown around the same time that the NBA was being shown on TV, and a wonderful job done on the part of ESPN and ABC for marketing the WNBA, they saw a ratings increase of over 68%. That's amazing. And when you just watch the encore play, guys were diving for loose balls. Guys were playing their hearts out. And I kind of like, I kind of think it's because of the long off season that they had. So they, they had three months off when the season got suspended. The NBA players did. And that's the equivalent of a regular off season. If we were in, living in regular times. And so, They had the opportunity to heal their bodies, work on their skills, stay at home, focus on themselves. And when they get put into an environment where all they have to really worry about and focus on is basketball. You give them an opportunity to play glorified. (laughs) Glorified one on one glorified rec ball at the rec center. It was just like an open gym. They were just playing because they didn't have any distractions from the crowd, from the fans. And we saw some of the greatest playoff series ever, including the first round when the Utah Jazz played the Denver Nuggets. And Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell went back and forth, especially in the fourth quarter of every single game. It was ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. That was such a good series. The WNBA players were playing their hearts out. And even in the NFL and uh, Major League Baseball, we've seen some high-quality play, especially in the NFL. There haven't been as many penalties this year as in years past. But I am worried about injuries happening. There's been so many injuries, especially to Dak Prescott. Prayers go out to him and his family because he broke his ankle and is going to be out for the rest of the season. Christian McCaffrey was placed on IR. He's looking to get off of it this upcoming week. Many more players on the Indianapolis Colts, Marlon Mack injured his ankle, his Achilles, he's done for the season, and many, many more. It's just a flood of injuries, unfortunate accidents, unfortunate plays. And I think it's because they didn't have a preseason so they could have gotten ready for game action. The NHL playoffs were extremely exciting in their own right, as they always are. And because of the lack of fans in attendance, they were just playing. The UFC and boxing have had outstanding fights on their own little bubbles. They have the UFC has their fight island, no fans in attendance, and you can actually hear the cornermen speaking and shouting out instructions. It's very intense. Soccer has been great, and I'm very proud of the soccer leagues overseas because they don't have any fans in attendance and they're still playing with a lot of energy and fire. So I wanted to give a job well done to the athletes on the field for playing out of their minds and giving us great entertainment. But I also want to commend the athletes for how they've done in terms of speaking up for Black Lives Matter, for black people as a whole and using their voices for good. I'm going to touch upon that more when we come back. This is Gregory Lord and Coleman of glasshouseradio.com on the Howard University Radio Network. This is the Circle City Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Circle City Podcast. I just wanted to touch upon the wonderful job done by all athletes in sports when it came to Black Lives Matter. The NBA and the WNBA did the best job allowing players to rep slogans supporting BLM and taking knees during the national anthem and linking arms in unity. I also want to give a shout out to the NBA players for taking this seriously having Black Lives Matter on the court on everything on the wall and just the slogans on the back of their jerseys, such as love us listen to us support black lives matter and many many more slogans the WNBA wearing the name of brianna taylor on the back of her jersey who was unlawfully killed by police officers in her own home while she was asleep i want to commend major league soccer players major league baseball players for taking knees during national anthems, raising their fists in unity and solidarity with black people around the world and for engaging in this movement, especially because those leagues, not as many black people as the NBA and WNBA. There's a lot more white people in those leagues and they took a stand. So I thank you. I thank you for that. The NFL finally admitted that Colin Kaepernick was right for taking a knee for over four years ago, because it was for black people. I think being at home kind of forced everybody to watch that video of George Floyd, that horrific video, where Officer Derek Chauvin kneeled on his neck for over, for eight minutes and 46 seconds, exactly. That was a disgusting video to watch, and the NFL finally supports their players in speaking out, the NFL players wearing Black Lives Matter slogans on the back of their helmets, being placed on the field in the end zones, taking knees during national anthems, linking arms in unity, and staying in the locker room. And fans have sort of been opposed to this, but many more fans are in support of what the NFL players are doing. Tennis athletes such as Serena Williams and most importantly, Naomi Osaka, wearing masks of... Black Lives Matter, of people who got shot by the police and killed, wearing Black Lives Matter slogans. She wore Ahmad Arbery, she wore Elijah McClain, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, many more people. And she did a lot to support the movement. I'm also in admiration of every single athlete who boycotted activities and play in support of the protests against police in Milwaukee for the killing and shooting, actually not even the killing, the shooting and paralyzation of Jacob Blake. We have to do a lot more besides just vote. And I'm encouraging everyone to vote on November 3rd. Vote early even, vote by mail if you have to. But in addition to that, you also have to support the, the movement, protest, boycott whenever you need to. Talk to senators, talk to government, organize amongst the community, support Black-owned businesses. We must do everything we can to gain Black liberation. These are the ways in which the Black Lives Matter movement has affected athletes' voices, most importantly, LeBron James being kind of at the forefront, WNBA players standing 10 toes down. Maya Moore bailing people out of jail. She put her career on hold just to bail people out of jail. COVID-19, how it has affected people in terms of how we operate in the world, how organizations distance people and take care of the facilities now and how it has affected the quality of play that sports has. And I'm just in awe of where sports is at right now. I have hope for the future that one day we will be able to go back to the stadiums and arenas, but we must do so responsibly and care about one another and not get anybody sick. This is Gregory Lloyd and Coleman from glasshouseradio.com on Howard University Radio Network. This has been the Circle City Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Have a blessed day. Peace out.